In 2020, there's a simpler way to deal with gearing up your fans. Temple's Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft. Their pop-up web stores make fundraising a snap. They start by working with you on the designs of your gear. They then handle the website, the shipping direct to your fans, and any customer service issues that may arise. If you'd like more information on getting great gear for your fans and team, contact them at 563-243-1304 or templesports.com. Hey NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here with Segu head coach Ryan Smith. Coach Smith, how you doing this evening? Man, I'm good. I really appreciate you having me on, man. I'm excited to talk a little NAI football. Just glad we're getting to talk football. So, really excited, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. And and I know it's um, it's been a little weird of an off season, um, not just you know obviously for the NAI specific uh, you know in general but for the Sooner specifically um, you, you've had three teams out of the Sooner that have said nope we're not doing this um, this year we're just gonna we're just gonna drop football this year and then come back in 2021 hope that it's better so what has that scheduling been like trying to rearrange and rearrange and rearrange well there, there came a point where you just said all right Let's just let the dust settle, so to speak, before you try to schedule. We had a non-conference game against Millsaps, which is a Division Three in Mississippi. Of course, that fell through. Uh, you know, our original schedule, we were going to taper on August 27th, which is a week from today. Of course, we lost that. So you just started seeing the dominoes fall, and, and you just got to a point where us as head coaches within the conference, we have a, a great group, and we communicate really well, and it was like, all right, Let's just let the dust settle and kind of see what happens. So that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah, and I hope that that we actually get a a decent football season. You know, the uh, at, at the time of recording, uh, this is um, August twentieth. To date myself just a little bit today, the NAI came out with uh, the the actual day that they're going to be playing the national championship. So that's that's as much of a, a step in the right direction as anything, to be honest with you. Yes, sir, it is, you know, because it just gives you something to target. And, uh, you know, I think for us within our conference, uh, we're at five teams as of right now. We have a final schedule coming out tomorrow. Uh, we have five, five teams that are wanting to play in the fall. So we're looking at, at, at doing that, you know, and, and NAI is just a little bit different dynamic because retention – uh, you know, those guys staying academically plugged in is very important. So, things, you know, for us, we've got to try to, you know, facilitate that and manage that as well. It's not just about football with us, but we've got to use football as a tool in order to drive home some other elements of it. Uh, so, hope to find out a fall, a kind of a three-game fall schedule for tomorrow. That's the plan to have that schedule issued out. Uh, that would start mid-October and go through mid-November. Uh, and it would put us basically playing three teams on every other week um, throughout those those six to eight weeks. I honestly thought that that would be, if I were rearranging the schedule, that would be how I would do it. That way you don't have to worry about if you do get someone that you know gets – um, if, if you have an accidental COVID transmission during a game, you know, you get a couple of weeks to yes. suss it out before you get back to playing. I thought, I thought that would have been the easiest way to do that, to be honest with you. 
Well, and, and that's the goal. You know, uh, that, that was the purpose. So if a kid, you know, test positive, uh, he, he doesn't lose two weeks. You actually only lose one week because of the 10-day uh, quarantine and then the symptomatic symptom-free for three days. So you don't lose him for two games because these games are precious to these guys. you got a kid that's mm-hmm. a senior, uh, you know, and all of a sudden he misses two games. Uh, you know, that's tough on these guys that have made a lot of sacrifices to continue to play a game they love. And, man, as coaches, we're just thankful that they're willing to go through the things that they go through to keep playing this game, you know, and the investment that comes with it. So uh, you're the first coach that I've talked to since that August 15th uh, date has has passed. So the NAI has said, yes, you can you can do practice past August 15th um have y'all have y'all done any uh initial practices yet so we reported Monday and spent two days uh testing all of our athletes every athlete on campus reported Monday uh and Tuesday and we tested everybody we have uh gotten a large number of our tests back we're missing about five guys test results uh we've had a really good percentage uh I would at this point, I'd hate to give you numbers, but yeah. it's really positive. I mean, we tested 120 football players, and, you know, really good percentage. We only had a few uh, cases. Uh, contact tracing got us with a few guys. But you still feel really good about it. And all of them are symptom-free already. So from a standpoint of that, that player's health, uh, we were able to identify it. Our sports medicine team did a great job. Our athletic director did a great job of just how we managed all of it. We got a lot of compliments from our parents. So it's going really well. Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. is actually our first meeting. So, you know, that's the first time we get to sit down and I get to see all of them, you know, because uh, they've been kind of quarantined to the room until we got all the results back just because, you know, we just want to be as safe as possible because there is the element of the parent. I'm a parent. I have four children. So I know – I'm trying to think like a parent as well. And, you know, I'm dropping my son off to play ball, and I'm trusting these men to take care of him. So we're being extra cautious to make sure these guys are in good standing. So tomorrow morning is uh, our first team meeting. Our classes start next Monday. So what we're going to have is basically a two-week lift and conditioning acclimation phase. And the reason for that, dude, it's been a long spring break, <laughs> for, lack of, for lack of better terms, right. you know. And you just got to assess and take a good assessment on the fact of how well these guys are in shape. I mean, you know, I have, I have three Hawaiians. I have several guys from California. So I cover, uh, you know, 25 to 30 states. So they've got to acclimate to Texas heat. They've got to do a lot of things uh, before I feel comfortable and feel safe, you know, letting these guys put pads on and really get rolling. So last year, I know it wasn't the um, the uh, the year that you would have liked, um, you know, with with um, your your overall record. But as I look down the schedule, you played pretty much everybody pretty close. Um, I remember I, I remember listening uh, to watching that Langston game, um, and and just sitting there going, "They're gonna pull this off." They're going to pull this off. You know, um, I can't. I'm so proud of our guys because there was an element for my second year uh, going into this that we we had kind of identified um, that was going to be a year of growth for us, and we were going to see some so a lot of growth. And you know, we kind of associated growing comes with growing pains. 
And we, you know, we're sitting there going into game six, and we are four plays away from being four and one. Uh, you know, we lose a triple overtime to Texas Wesleyan. Uh, you know, we give up a, a late special teams kind of blunder uh, against Tabor. Uh, and, you know, that's how close we were. And I was so proud of my guys because I remember pregame talking to Coach Nesbitt with Ottawa, and he said, Coach, man, you should be extremely proud. And I was like, man, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just stressed, you know. <laughs> and he said, Coach, there's not a lot of NAA ball clubs that will still be fighting right now. You've done a great job managing, you know, and our guys did. There was just a point where our guys said, man, we're just going to strap up every play and we're going to play extremely hard. Uh, you know, we had some quarterback inconsistencies and we just never could really identify the guy. Uh, so I actually played seven quarterbacks. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I'm the offense coordinator. I was a quarterback at Saga in the early 2000s. So I'm, our offense is very quarterback driven. So it really limited us some. Um, and, you know, not by any fault of any one individual. We just couldn't find the identity there. So, but I couldn't be any more pleased. And, and, and all of our guys came out of that season. We didn't, you know, we, we just retained a lot. Uh, they stuck it out. And they're pr- really proud, not of the, the results, but how they endured the process. And that's what I'm most proud of them for. You do uh, return a good bit off of that 2019 team. Um, in terms of, um, you've got a, a four returning all sooner selections, um, but you've got uh, uh, I counted uh, the, the top three quarterbacks in terms of passing yards um, are coming back, um, you know, and also your your running back is is coming back with Michael Bledsoe. Um, what's what's that quarterback competition gonna gonna be like? What are you what are you looking for as a as a former all conference quarterback yourself? Well, I'll tell you what's happened with us. We've had some uh, some guys decide to, to, to change it up a little bit and then go in different directions. Okay. So actually, our quarterback room is completely different. Um, we have a grad transfer out of Lindenwood uh, named Jordan Barlow, uh, who's going to be our starter. Really talented, really smart uh, young man. Uh, played at Arkansas Baptist. He's an Arkansas high school kid. Uh, played at Arkansas Baptist Junior College. Uh, played at Lindenwood up in Missouri. And he's just a really intelligent, really smart. We had him throughout spring ball because we actually started spring ball. Here's the, the unique thing about us. We started spring ball. The, uh, excuse me. We started spring ball the last week of February. So we got two weeks of spring ball in before uh, COVID killed out the semester. So we were able to get, you know, nine preps and a couple scrimmages to really kind of see what we got. Uh also signed two freshmen uh, that I'm really excited about, uh, Christian uh, Allen from down in San Antonio, and then uh, Adrian Cisneros, uh, another high school kid, really talented kid from Palmer. Uh, so th- that's our quarterback room, but Jordan Barlow is our guy, and we're excited about him. He's a dual threat guy, so he can run some things we do, and he really fits what we want to do. Um, running back-wise, we were able to sign – Two junior college guys. We signed Keaton Duddick out of Trinity Valley, excuse me, out of Navarro. And then we signed uh, Zarius Keys out of Southwest Mississippi Community College. Both of these guys are pretty electric. Um, all in all, so mid year transfers, we signed 25 JUCOs or drop downs. And then we added uh, 48 more guys this summer. 
So our roster is significantly different uh, on the offensive side of the ball. But I'm really excited. I've got two twins uh, at receiver that are from Northwest Mississippi Community College. Uh, cool thing about these guys is I actually coached them in high school. Uh, so I coached them in high school. So it's, it's kind of a reconnect for us. Their names are Zachary and Zachariah Johnson. They're 6'2", about 220 apiece. Uh, really talented dudes. Uh, really excited about them. And then we signed, uh, you know, we got Mike Mouton, another Juco guy in the slot. We got a Darren Roel, another slot. So we've signed some some really talented guys, and, and we're excited about all those guys. Defensively, um, you also return a, a, a good bit here with, um, you know, a couple of linemen. Uh, Keandre Belcher and Drake Rodriguez, defensive back who had three picks in, in Christian Cross. Um, and you're also returning uh, Jalen Moss uh, with his three interceptions and, and a kick return touchdown to, to his name. Um, you know, how does that defense build on what they were able to accomplish a year ago? You know, the, and you're exactly right. I mean, these, these guys that you mentioned are really talented football players. And they're, they're, man, they're exceptional men, too. They're the kind of guys that I love bringing to my house and spending time with my kids. They're the kind of guys I want around my kids. And Jalen Moss was the best football player we had on our team last year. Uh, he would play wildcat quarterback. He would return kicks. He returned punts. And then he always made plays. Uh, he is He's a fun player to watch. And, uh, you know, him and I are really close. He keeps telling me he's better at baseball than he is football, but I don't, I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> but, you know, he's he really excited about him. Drake Rodriguez, uh, super talented freshman, just a big, you know, good-looking uh, dude. He's, he's up to about 250. Uh, coming out of last year, we were really excited, uh, excited about seeing his, his progress and what he, he does this upcoming year. Keandre Belcher obviously going into being a junior. Uh, Keandre Belcher is really unique. Him and our starting center, Evan Greathouse, are both from Katy, Texas. And they're both two-year starters. They're both going to be four-year starters in our program. It's just fun. Those guys came in together to, to watch what our program can do for a guy in four years. So both those guys are, you know, really good. And, you know, and and we got a senior quarterback named a cornerback named Bryce Bailey. We're excited about. Uh, that's just one of our leaders. He's one of our vocal leaders that that does everything right. He's always in the right spot. He's always doing the right thing. Uh, we've also signed some guys that we're really really excited about. Uh, one of those is Zach Nelson. He's a middle linebacker. Uh, he is from California JUCO system, West LA. Super talented, Mike Backer. Um, also brought in a couple of Hawaiians. One's a D lineman named uh, Laga. I'm not gonna mess up his first name. And, <laughs> and the other one's a linebacker named Bacos. Uh, you know, just you know, again, just talented guys that that, that we've been able to add and, and really excited. And they're thankful to be here, man. You know, it, it's fun to be around guys that love the game and love people and, and love their teammates and just love being together. And that's what's fun for us. I mean, we're, it's just fun to be around these guys. And, you know, coming out of what we, you know, coming out of what happened last season, it's exciting, man. It's exciting for us to be together. It's exciting to, the, the positive vibes and know that you're building something that's going to sustain, you know, and, and that's what we're trying to do. This program is, is my, <laughs> it's where I've always wanted to be. So now that I'm in 17 years of coaching, 
this is this place fits me. It balances who I am as a coach and what I feel like God's called me to do and, and some ministry roles. And man, I just this program is my heart. So it, it, building this program and us just building something that lasts for a long time is really important. And all these guys I'm naming are a huge part of that. Before we let you go, I um, you know part of why I love the NAI is the stories that come out of it, and um, you know some of the kids that come out of it, and and you go, this one's got a chance. This one's got a chance to, to make it in in the league possibly. Um, and and one of those to me over the last couple of years has been C.J. Collins. Um, you know, signed. Um, with the, with the Packers initially after the 2019 draft and then was on the XFL's Team 9 last year. And if the XFL hadn't folded during the middle, or, yeah, well, yeah, folded in the middle of the year, I was, uh, man, I was waiting for him to get the call to start for one of those eight XFL teams. Tell us a little bit uh, about about him um, and, and maybe a little analysis as, as your uh, old quarterback self. You know, CJ, uh, he's one of those guys that you just get on the bus. <laughs> when I met him, I was, you know, we got talking about mechanics and all that. I said, dude, just do what you do. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to critique you. We're going to build this thing together, and you're going to have the greatest year you ever had. And he did statistically. And, uh, you know, so actually what people don't realize, he had just went, he was on the 19, but he had just went to D.C., he was actually on the D.C. Defenders team. Mm-hmm. He had got there that week and was practicing with them. And uh, and then when COVID uh, took their season and everything that happened with them. So he, he had been picked up by a team uh, there in D.C. And, man, he was so close. Um, and, you know, I mean, they were playing in Houston the following weekend. So my oh, family man. and I, man, we had, we had bought tickets. We were ready to go, you oh, know, because uh, he was going to get to travel. Uh, it, it, you know, in the NAI, these stories are personal. Mm-hmm. You know, these stories connect people. And you use those stories to, to, to let that guy know that's in the locker room right now that, hey, dude, your dream is not a fantasy. It's real. And it can really happen. And C.J. Collins, he, he breathes life into dreams in the NAI. And there's several others. That's ours. You know, that's ours at SAGU. He's our story that, that gives life to the rest to our current players' dreams. Um, and, you know, it's exciting to see. He's still training, living in Waco. Him and I communicate. We were actually texting, uh, you know, about an hour ago. Uh, he's still training, trying to make another run at it. He's really excited because when The Rock bought out the uh, – the XFL, he thinks that's going to help him land another spot because he had networked really well. Uh, so, so we're excited to see where he lands. And he's not. And I told him, I said, "Man, chase your dream as long as you can, son. Uh, you you can be a coach for a long time, but you can only chase this dream for a short time." So, that's what he's doing. Uh, he's super talented, you know, to see his growth and how he can change slot angles and get the ball out quicker and get his feet in the ground quicker and just do some things mechanically of what those guys can do with him. It's, it's been a lot of fun to watch him and I through about, I guess, late March and we kind of threw together and it was just fun to see his growth and he was excited because he had grown so much. And I mean, it, it's just a blast. It's just a blast to be a small part of that. You know, I didn't have much to do with it, but I'm thankful I had a little bit to do with it, you know? Definitely, and, and we're excited to, to see if, if he can get picked up either by an NFL team or, you know, hoping that the XFL makes another run at it. Um, I know a ton of people enjoyed that brand of football uh, that the XFL brought to the, to the uh, 
cultural landscape there. Um, and so I really hope he gets another shot at it. I was I was rooting for him. I was so excited when I saw that he had made Team 9. I didn't know he had made it on, on the DC team. Um, but uh, hoping that, that he gets another shot at it because, like you said, there's only there's only so many years you can you can do that and let's be honest you're getting getting paid at that point to play a game and that is one of the most amazing experiences you could ever have that's definitely a blessing that's for sure so coach i I appreciate you coming on the show tonight uh we are looking forward to some football fall spring in between i don't care as long (laughs) as we can get it i'll be happy that's right, dude, and I appreciate you letting me be on tonight, man. Hey, absolutely. Have a good night. All right, buddy. You too. All right, guys. That was head coach Ryan Smith from Southwest Assemblies of God University, SEGU, there in Waxahachie, Texas, right outside of the Dallas area. We're going to jump right into our Sooner preview. Now, the Sooner Conference is going to be an interesting look this year. They're going to play three fall, like you heard Coach say, and going to try to make up the rest in the spring, uh, which I think is is probably uh, one of the the, the more um, interesting and logical ideas that I've that I've heard. It gives everybody a chance, um, but it's also going to be very difficult um, logistically. Uh, for the, for the kids to, to play a little here and a little there and and keep practice going, um, so three teams out of the Sooner have have called it off this year. Lyon, Langston, and Texas College all said no. We're we're not going to play this year. Um, you know it, that 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 really does hurt the Sooner. Langston's always a traditional power there, and you always want to see Langston and Texas College, um, you you do want to see good things from them, especially those two as, as HBCUs. Uh, you want to see that tradition uh, from, from those schools. Lyon was actually going to be um, probably my surprise pick for the Sooner if they hadn't called it off um, as they were returning eight all-conference selections there and um, feel good about what they were doing there in Arkansas. Um, you know, so let's let's take a look at it. I said uh, Lion had led the Sooner with eight all-conference returning selections. They have no season going on. So that leaves uh, Ottawa of Arizona uh, and AC and Arizona Christian, they're tied with five. Um, Segu, as we just said, comes right behind them with four all-conference selections. Um, and where uh, they are tied with Langston, who is is not gonna, who's not playing. Texas Wesleyan also tied with them with four. Wayland Baptist with two, and then Texas College with one um really and truly this is this is about as wide open as as you could get it ottawa of arizona obviously uh won the conference not outright but they tying with langston and getting the tiebreaker there they uh claimed the playoff spot for the sooner um and and Look, guys, that's a second year. That was a second year program last year. Going into a third, 
with a um, school who is is committed to football. Um, they do lose Christian Wu in his five picks, um, and they're replacing uh, Chris Ewens uh, with with his eleven hundred all-purpose yards. Um, you know they're they're replacing a lot there, but they do still bring back Austin McCullough. They bring back their main two receivers in Ray Springer and Richard Montello, along with Christian Vaville uh, up the middle at linebacker. Um, you know, they've got to figure out how to now play with the target on their back instead of, you know, being sort of the underdog, uh, the, the guys that nobody expected. Can Mike Nesbitt... Uh, get his squad to really step into that that role and and um, play uh, and take everybody's best shot um, with with Southwest Assemblies of God you just heard it with with coach Ryan Smith um, you heard all the new pieces they're bringing in uh, that they got through transfer or recruiting Um their offense wasn't real great a year ago. Uh, none of their starting quarterbacks had better than or had over a fifty percent completion percentage. Nobody cracked a thousand yards. Um, one quarterback threw more than three touchdown passes um, on the ground. Their leading rusher had less than four hundred yards. Their leading res- uh, receiver um, had less than seven hundred. Um, their defense was really, really good, however. And if they can build on that defense in the sooner, that's that's going to go a long way. If your defense can keep you in games, your offense has a chance. And that's what happened last year, even though they did go 0-10. Uh, everyone except for the, um, the Oklahoma Panhandle State game was you know, pretty close there, and that was a 35 um, to nothing loss there for Segu. Um, you know, they, they even gave Ottawa a, a good shot there, only uh, losing 33 to 14 to an Ottawa team that had just blown the doors off of a lot of people. Um, so let's get to it. Our, our conference picks... Uh, John is taking Ottawa of Arizona. Um, you know, I'm 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 real reticent about picking anybody. You heard uh, Coach Smith talking about the fact that the that the new official official schedule start uh, drops to, uh, on the 21st. That'd be tomorrow for for me at this point. Um, I'm finding it hard to pick against Ottawa of Arizona if they can improve what they've got on defense. Um, from a year ago, they've got a real chance with their recruiting grounds that they've got, um, you know, really make a run at the Sooner Crown again. Um, so I'll agree with John there with, uh, with Ottawa of Arizona. Um, for John's dark horse, he's taking he's taking SAGU there out of Waxahachie. 
Um, I'm torn between Arizona Christian and Segu. Um, heck, I'll agree with John. I'll take Segu as well. Um, you know, the defense wins championships, and Segu's defense has was, again, really good last year and looks to be very, very good again. And and you you can't um, discount that. And the fact is, it's like uh, Coach Smith said, they didn't quit fighting last year. Even when everything looked horrible, uh, you know, they didn't quit fighting. Um, and so a team that doesn't quit fighting, to me, is a team that's going to um, win they're up, they're going to do extremely well. Um, they're not going to have too many too many ups because they didn't have too many downs. And, and I really think, uh, you, you know, they gave Langston all they wanted. That was a, uh, Segu had a, had a lead on that, if I remember correctly, late in that game. Um, you know, they gave uh, Arizona Christian all they wanted. Um, you know, they gave, they gave Ottawa more than a lot of other teams did. Um, look for the Lions to convert some of those close losses into close wins. It's going to be, uh, you know, hallmark of growth for the men from the Dallas area. Um, keep a watch on it. We are in late August. We are so, so close to football. Um, you know, just definitely want to thank our sponsors for getting us through this this long um, drought of college football, of, of sports in general. First and foremost, uh, we wouldn't be here, period, if it were not for the backing of Fifth Quarter um, Incorporated. They are our parent corporation. They make sure that uh, we get taken care of. They are good people. Um, they have a um, team account for most of your um, FBS teams. So go find your fifth quarter team and drop them a follow. Those guys greatly appreciate it. Uh, means a lot to them. Um, keep your eyes out for, for all the great writing content that they're putting out. They're doing a great job. Um, and we're so thrilled to have them as, as our, as our parent company. Um, also we, uh, can't leave without mentioning Temple Sporting Goods powered by AdCraft, um, who last year hooked us up with some great gear. Uh, they, they did a pop-up store for us as well as sent us a couple of, uh, logo t-shirts. Um, and a lot of that gear guys is is what if you see me at an NAIA game that's what I'm wearing I'm wearing my NAIA F-ball ball cap from Temple Sporting Goods powered by Adcraft I'm wearing my NAIA F-ball polo I'm wearing my really sweet NAIA F-ball uh hoodie um Adidas hoodie really nice um uh quality um that uh kind of uh finished material, good stuff. They do good quality stuff. They do great work. They work with you at every portion 
to make sure that everything that you want is up there. Um, and then they then they take care of the rest from the sales and the shipping directly to the uh, if you do have any customer service issues, they handle that for you. So you can uh, focus on what you want to be doing, which is coaching football if you're a coach or watching football. If you're a fan or playing football, if you're a player, um, the guys over there love NAI football. They have a vested interest in it. Um, they've they've got kids that play in the NAI, so they know what we do. They love what we do. They're invested in what we do, and we couldn't do what we do without them. Four One Seven Helmets is another great uh, sponsor of ours. Uh, if you need a helmet. Um, in terms of decorations, uh, your office, your dorm room, um, they make great Christmas presents. I've got a mini helmet here of, of U-Pike that they did um, that is fantastic. John's got the full-size NAIA F-Ball helmet that they made us, which is fantastic, and I always want to try to put it on and, and run into something. Um, you know, but they do a great job over there, so drop them a follow. Look at their web store. They also have some great um, prints of of stuff, and they've also um, stepped it into the into the sticker game a little bit. So they might have some stickers over there on their web store. Um, but I know they do have the prints. So thank you to all of our sponsors. We couldn't do what we do without y'all. Um, hoping to add a couple more sponsors so that we can continue to grow what we do, and hopefully move move us to being able to. Covering sports full time, uh, giving a significant amount of our um, thoughts and our work time to NAIA football and getting you the content that you want. So, thank you for listening.